0: Our stories of hope, our stories of overcoming seemingly insurmountable odds. And it doesn't mean that devastating things don't happen, but that it's never, it's never the final word, you know, hope light is always the final word on things, right? That, that there's, there's opportunity that there's, there's possibility that exists. And we need to remind ourselves of that, of that that fact and I don't think that's for no reason I think there's something there's something maybe on a, in a very deep level of existence that that is like no this don't worry this thing is gonna stay on the track
1: this is way of the artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte exploring the challenges
0: of the creative call so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art
1: People podcast. People, welcome to another episode of our show, Way of the Artist. Evan just had a sip of his beer. It's a unique one, and uh, <laughs> it's hard to read. Hard to know if he's into it. He's not. we we'll see.
0: I'm still we'll not. See. I'm. I'm still not entirely sure. When we check in later on, <laughs> I'll give yeah. you the verdict.
1: Sometimes, sometimes that first sip doesn't always tell you because I've I've had that happen on this podcast where you know I had my beer and. I'm like, oh, I don't know. But then as I'm getting into it, I'm like, I'm really into this beer. And I've had the opposite happen, too, where I'm like, this is pretty good. And then as just going on, I'm like, I don't know about this one. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, what was this called again, Evan? It's called Through the Lens of Hope. You got it. Yeah. All right. So Evan and I were talking about what this is podcast could be about, and, you know, we're sharing some stories and things like this and figuring out well, what are we really after here? And as we kind of narrowed down, it really seems that having a sense of hope and optimism and positivity is much more beneficial for you than having one of negativity, pessimism, darkness, you know, whatever, whatever, kind of descriptor you want to use for this. And I have some things that I'll share why I found this to be true in my life. But hopefully, as we get into this, we can kind of expand on this idea and really look into it. And I think what's really good about this podcast, like if you're listening and you're thinking, do you want to continue on with this one? Um, If you're somebody who gets worried, or you stress, or maybe you have fear that kind of gets you in the way gets in the way and kind of debilitates you or stops you from doing things that you want this is probably going to be a good episode because i know for me personally that stuff comes up every now and then and i think i've worked through it and then there's some area where it's like uh you know oh no what if this doesn't work out or what if this happens or you know catastrophizing about like the future and all of this and uh you know, that's a really, like, it's a really kind of a negative outlook and you just get caught into it. You don't think like, oh, I'm going to think negatively about this. It's more of an emotional trigger hits for me. And then a thought comes with it. And then a story gets kind of built and, you know, and then it's just like, ah, oh, you know, it's just, it just feels better not to do anything, or it just feels better to just, I'll wait or I'll leave it or I'll, I'll put it off. So anyway, if anyone can relate to that, I think you might benefit from this episode. No promises, but I'm thinking that that's probably something we'll tackle. And I'll yeah. pass it on to you, Evan. What are your thoughts, man?
0: Yeah, those I I mean, yeah, like it's this thing of you know, this thing of hope I feel like has has grown out of popularity I think to a large extent in in our in our culture. You know, like I think that there's I think there's actually something also like so there's a there's like a social psychology element of this that I'm going to probably just butcher and oversimplify here but there's this thing of you know a person who is a who's a a pessimist or a skeptic or whatever there's something about a person like that that makes us think that they're more intelligent we 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 think that a person who's like that is 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 they've got they've got some info or whatever that's more important somehow and there's something about hopeful messaging that we can be more dismissive of now i i think that it can go the other way like there's there's the person who just kind of buries their head in the sand and and is just sort of blindly hopeful by ignoring problems and challenges and i think that this conversation that we're having today is about is like real hope that exists that is not ignorant to the challenges that that are out there with the with real concerns and dangers that are out there it's not it's not blind to those things but it's it's an attitude it's a position of saying that yes these things are here and we need to address them and we need to and we need to confront them but that the best thing that we have at our disposal is hope or at least one of the best things we have at our our disposal is hope because as you said if you don't have hope in in confronting these things what kind of create creativity creative solutions is a person like that going to be able to to do, right? Because just as like a blindly hopeful person can just bury their head in the sand about things and just like shut their ears and whatever, the same thing can go with the person who's just a skeptical pessimist, just like, no, everything's fucked. This is all, the world is fucked. It's all like we're we're all going to die kind of a thing on that, that extreme end of things. What is that person going to do about any any of these things? probably nothing because they've already given up right you've already given up you said there's no there's there's no light at the end of the tunnel and it's like well yeah i mean i suppose so if everyone has that attitude and thank god that not everybody has that attitude but coming back around that it is having that hope looking for that light that gives us access to our creativity right that that Helps us to work with others to see what people can bring to the table. And she's like, hey, look, this person has this idea. What about this? What if we started doing this? And this person has this idea. Okay, you know what? Maybe, maybe we can dig ourselves out of these holes. Maybe we can actually, we, we can actually do this. Right. And there, there's even if, if we can't, you know, it's like, do you want to, do you want to die fighting or do you want to die on your knees? Right. Like, and, and that, that old, that old chestnut of, of humanity there. So yeah, I think that that's, that's a part of this that I'm, I'm interested in, in getting into and, and yeah. And just as, as a sort of personal part of this, this conversation, you know, coming into it, a lot of it was, I just recently was in involved with some conversations with, with people who were just very, very, who are just very negative and pessimistic about, about the future of the world. And it's just like, there. you know, there was a part of me that was so irritated because it was just like, well, for numerous reasons, but it's just like, well, what, what good is this then? You know, and on the sort of art side of things as well, just to throw that element as my closing of my opening comments here, you know our old teacher Ted Whittle. I remember him saying to uh, some actors after they had just put up a a scene, or I think it was just one actor in particular. And he said, like, if there's they were they were talking something out about what wasn't quite working about his performance, and he said, if there's no hope, then what's the point? You know, and there was something about it's it just you know, and that was I don't know how many years ago that this little he made this little comment but it it just there's something about it that just stuck that stuck in me you know he's like it's like there's got to be hope there's got to be hope in in this story with this character even if even if things are so bad and this person is so fucked up or whatever it is like as an audience member if this is just like if, if there's no hope if there's no chance at redemption, if there's no chance at, at sort of that, that the archetypal, uh, resurrection, so to speak, right. Then, then just, then just end it, you know, like, let's just have this, like this, let's have this character just, you know, kill themselves and let's call it a day because then what's the point, you know, like no one, we're not interested in that, you know, and, and I think that there's something about that that we can recognize as, you know, within the artistic world, within the medium of storytelling that has, and as it has existed for thousands of years, contains this thing of hope always. The stories that we that we continually tell are stories of hope, are stories of overcoming seemingly insurmountable odds and it doesn't mean that devastating things don't happen but that it's never it's never the final word you know hope light is always the final word on things right that that there's there's opportunity that there's there's possibility that exists and we need to remind ourselves of that of that that fact and i don't think that's for no reason i think there's something there's something maybe on a, in a very deep level of existence that, that is like, no, this don't worry. This thing is going to stay on the track. Have hope. So I rant over
1: <laughs> Brandon. It's a, good, it's a good rant, man. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I th- think that pessimistic point of view, bleak point of view, is lazy and it's actually cowardly because it's just so easy to give up. It's just so easy. I mean, look, like there's a saying, like, why do, why do people do bad things? Because it's easy. Almost every bad thing that, and maybe every, everything that I don't like to be absolute, but almost every bad thing that anyone ever does was because it was easier to do than the good thing. If easy was, if good things were easy to do, you would have more people doing good things. But the thing is, is that people do the bad thing because, you know, it's easier for some reason, or, you know, they, they don't have to try as hard. They don't have to risk as much. Right. And so, you could you could make a pretty good argument that being bad is intelligent. But being intelligent doesn't mean that you're good. And it doesn't mean that it's good. Like, so the thing is, is that I think a lot of people that have a pessimistic outlook, they they pat themselves on the back and they think, Oh, I'm so smart, I can see the end coming. I I can see, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're pretty, you're pretty smart. You, you know, you put that together. you're a fucking coward you're a fucking coward like why don't you fucking why don't you do something about it if you're so fucking smart why don't you take some action why don't you make something happen you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that takes some fucking intestinal fortitude that takes something now the thing is is look i played i played professional not professional but i played like high division sports and uh it's competitive man and everybody's given their all and it's serious man like it's When you're playing high division sports, like your whole world becomes that sport. And the thing is, is, you know, I've, I've played for winning teams where we dominated and I've played for losing teams where we've been dominated. And when you get just blown out and you're just, it's demoralizing, it's so hard, you know, and, uh, I remember this one season. So, so this one season, I became captain of the team. And I'm captain and I'm thinking, oh, I'm hot shit. I'm captain. I'm I'm the guy. Like, look at me getting the band, you know, to wear around my arm and lead the team. And we played the – who is the best team in the league. They never got defeated all season. And when we played them, they – I don't even know how many goals they scored on us, man. Like, it must have been <laughs> six or eight or something like that. This is soccer, football, whatever. We got – Just blown out. And I remember coming off the field and we all had our heads down and I don't know, my dad or something said to me like, Hey man, you're the captain. You don't get to keep your head down. Tell these guys to pick their heads up. You know, that's your job now. And so I was like, Hey, guess what happened? We went to the playoffs. We played that team. So we played them twice before got blown out both times. Finally went to the playoffs. Our team beat the undefeated team two one. In the playoffs and knock them out of the playoffs to go from a they just didn't see it coming and the Mm -hmm. thing is is i went from being the captain having my head down not knowing what to do being totally just totally demoralized at one point i got literally sandwiched in the game the guys were so big i remember two guys hit me like like a hockey hit and they just crunched me and I, i was this kind of smaller guy and i just remember being like oh my god like what what am i even doing here the thing is, is that you got to have hope. And that's what hope is. All of a sudden, they just couldn't score on us. And we beat them and knocked them out. And the thing is, is they had never been beaten by a single team until that day. And, and what team were we to be able to beat them? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so this is the thing, man. It takes nothing to just give up and be like, oh, well, we're playing the hardest team in the league. I guess we're going to lose. I guess we're going to get blown out again. I guess this is what's going to happen. But we went in again and we said, you know what? Let's give this our best shot. And everybody, our goalie stood on his head. Everybody fucking went all out. And somehow, by some fucking miracle, we beat them. And and this is the other thing too. The referee, like they kind of had the referee in their pocket a little bit. And the referee ran the, they ran the game longer than he should have. He kept running the clock and we're like, this game isn't over. And we're just holding out and holding out. we had to hold out for like, I think it was an extra 10 or 15 minutes of gameplay. And people were like, what the fuck is happening? Like this shouldn't be (laughs) happening. And he's like saying, Oh, it's injury time, blah, 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 whatever. It's like, and we still did it. We still won. And so you go, well, we got the ref against us. We got this against us. And you can look for all these reasons of why you should be a loser and you can find them and you can go and be a loser in life. And that's what a pessimist is to me. You know, they're a loser. They're a loser who justifies being a loser. Now, if you find yourself being pessimistic, we all we all get there. Call yourself mm-hmm. up. I'm not a loser. Don't be a loser. That's what losers do. That's what losers think. And look, you're going to get knocked and you're going to lose. But it doesn't make you a loser. You could lose and lose and lose and lose, but if you win once, and also we could have lost every single game in that entire season to beat that team made us winners. That's all we had to do. All you have to do in life often is do that one win. That's enough for everything. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that, that's enough to walk away with and say, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. That was probably the most important soccer game I ever played in my entire life. You know, and, and I won the Provincial Cup with another team that I played. So the thing is, is like, and I got the big gold medal and, and I got to hold the trophy and I got to do all that stuff in that game. But this game was way more important to me. So, I, I mean, like, look, there's my little uh, preach moment. <laughs> hey, you know, it's, it's, yeah. and human history
0: is full of events and moments of things that not possible. It's not possible yeah. until it is, you know, yeah. until suddenly and unexpectedly it is something is able to be done that that was unthinkable, you know, even, even just a very short time before that. And suddenly it's like, Oh shit, this has happened. This is happening. This is, this has happened. And to me, I, I think that's, you know, part of the, you know, again, reasons to be, hopeful optimistic about the human condition the human spirit like it's it's a remarkable thing truly when when you really think about it like it's it's pretty amazing what human beings can accomplish, Can can accomplish especially when it becomes necessary you know, like something needs to be done because it needs to be done. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, it's it, such a good point. When it's necessary, that's when we really start finding out who, who we are and what we're made of. And, and it just often isn't necessary up until then.
0: Yeah. And typically people come together. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. And I think that we often have these dark fantasies, right? And there's countless know television shows and movies and books that that tell these stories because they're they're they can be interesting and fascinating things to to wander down into right to be like what where things go to shit and basically it's it's just like everybody's just eating each other (laughs) you know but the, the truth is is that in humanity in humanity's actual darkest times and moments like they happen but people always come together in those times you know whether that is to stop something very dark that's happening or to just get through something you know something that you don't necessarily have control over that nobody has any kind of control over but just okay this is happening we need to we need to just get through do the things that we can to to survive people come together you know like they they pool resources and and whatever they have to 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 make it you know whether that's lit on a on a literal survival level or it's, i mean not not to get too in it, too much into it because like we're there's a lot of crazy things that are kind of happening right now in the world like as far as i understand like the 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 fires in hawaii were so poorly responded to there's been almost no help for these people from from the government from the people who you would think and expect to be there but what's happened in the absence of that the communities have come together Mm -hmm. there. The people have come together and saying like, like I've got food, I've got water. Here's like, here's safe places that, that we can, we can come to close. Like people have organized themselves. And I mean, it's, you know, that's one of those things where it's just like, it's an absolute outrage that these people are in this position that like, but at the same time, again, you can find these, There's these glimmers of light that come out of these things, right? Mm -hmm. Because we can see like, we can see what happens. We can see how the human spirit rises to the occasion, even in an injustice, right? And it's inspiring and we should be inspired by that because it reminds us that that capacity is there within us, that when we're, we're pushed to these places more often than not, our best qualities are the things that emerge, yeah. right? Our best qualities emerge, not not our worst ones. That doesn't mean that 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 doesn't spring up here and there. You've got your bad actors in any situation, whether it's whether things are whether th- in, in good times or in bad times, you've always got you've al- there's always these shysters. There's always these people who are pulling shit. Well,
1: look at that, look at that word, right? Like shyster, right? That's somebody who cheats you. That's somebody who lies and manipulates and does this stuff, right? A shyster is somebody that's taken the easy road, right? So let's go back to, I'm going to do some logic here. Let's go back to the first point I said. Why do do people do bad things? Because it's easy. Shysters do easy things, right? People who, who abuse their power, it's easy to do it, right? That's a lot of why they do it. Here's the thing about bad people. They're fucking weak. And that's the first thing you need to know. If you want to be a good person, good people are strong. Truly good people are, are truly strong because they put aside the easy thing and they do the good thing. They do the right thing. You don't have to help anybody out. But if in your nature you're good, it becomes easy to do the good thing. But good Good people have fucking way more character than bad people. And that's why you should never, ever be scared of bullies. You should never, ever be scared of people who abuse power or are corrupt. They're fucking weaklings. And the sooner you learn that, the sooner you'll rise up against anybody that abuses power, or tries to manipulate you or pulls bull- bullshit on you. And the thing is, is that the truth is we do live in a world where we got bad actors and bad actors in power who run corporations, who got you know, strings in politics and all sorts of stuff. And people go, oh, conspiracy theory, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, look, here's the thing. There's a lot of weaklings in power. But the, the reason why you're scared of it is because you don't realize they're weaklings. Because they, you know, the people who, who do this shit, they, they they don't have character. They don't have strength. They're doing the easy thing over and over and over again. They don't like it when strong people stand up to them so they always try to tip the tables they always try to do things that kind of put you in a position where you feel weaker or perceive yourself as weaker now let me get to my point here perception hope point of view the lens you look through if you see yourself as weak bad people have power over you part of having a positive optimistic healthy outlook about the world is also seeing within yourself that you're strong enough to build that. I personally believe that we are here to bring heaven to earth. That doesn't mean you have to be religious. You can use Mm -hmm. heaven as whatever that is for you. doesn't really matter. It's not about that, but we are here to bring our, our divine vision, our divine creativity and artistic point of view of, and our love And our compassion and our harmony and all of that stuff. And we are here, each and every one of us, and we're here to bring that to this world. And this world, if we don't do it, will be a dark, ugly place. And those that give in to it being a dark, ugly place have given up on bringing heaven here. And they've given up on building character. They have given up on seeing that they are a light worker in this dark world that we can live in. And it's only as dark as you are lazy. And the sooner you figure that out, the sooner you begin to build a world around you that is bright. And here's, here's a saying that I love, and it's the last thing I'm going to say about this. No amount of darkness can ever distinguish my light. So the world can be as dark as fuck, but I'm so fucking bright. No amount of darkness is going to put me out. I'll just, I'll just shine brighter in the darkness. That's all that's going to happen. And there is a tendency for us to model each other. I know I said that was the last thing, but let me just say, this is the last thing. We have a tendency to model each other. And when we have a lot of people around us who are pessimistic and negative, and they have these outlooks, it feels comfortable to fit in and to model them. It doesn't feel good to shine whenever you're around you is in this darkness, but here's the thing. These people don't, want you to copy them what they want is they want to copy someone of light so be the light and people will copy you Mm -hmm. yeah
0: it's and again you can look at some of the most some of the most inspirational figures throughout human history as well the the biggest names of of human history if you want to look at it so you look at something like uh, like Jesus or the Buddha, you know, like, or um, more modern figures like Martin Luther King or Gandhi, you know, these were people who were lights in a dark period of time. And they, these are names that will be fucking remembered forever because of that light, because of that hope. You think about it like they were like, what were they all doing? These were all people who had hope. They were, but they were all people who were very intimate with the darkness of the world. And it was because they were intimate with it that they could bring light to it. They're not, because otherwise, if you don't know what you're bringing light to, right. But they, they, they did this thing and we'll remember those names more than any, more than any sort of powerful figure who accumulated a ton of wealth Yeah, we sort of remember those names, but really like other than, than maybe some of those names that were part of our own lifetime and generation, most people are not going to remember who Mm -hmm. these people were, right? We remember the people who, to touch something in us, you know, like who, who reached into us. And, and again, this, there's something about this whole thing of, of of reminding us that of this capacity that's within us, you know, that inspires that capacity within us of, 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 of light and of a more hopeful, brighter future, or even of a brighter present, you know, that that's not necessarily something that we're, working towards but of something that's happening right now in this moment and to recognize that thing i think art is so much the same way you know art is is so much uh, a piece of that that hopeful picture right it's there to to shed some light but also to connect us as well connect us not only to that but to connect us to each other because that's another thing about these sort of bad actors that exist, which I do think are a minority. I do think that they're a small percentage of people. And I do think these, they are mentally ill people like I think, and, and are actually people who need help, right? Because these are people who are so isolated, right? These are people who are so trapped in their own world. They're trapped in their own sense of survival even if they they do have tremendous wealth and resources etc there's these are people who are caught in a weird sense of survival cuz they're not connected to anything right and you try and fill it with you try and fill it with all of this meaningless shit to give it some kind of meaning and it's a really horrible cycle you know it's destructive it, it, and it creates a lot of destruction for everybody, but it also creates a lot of destruction in their lives. Cause it's, it's just like, it's a, it's kind of a self-made hell to be so disconnected from people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when the world's burning outside, do you want to be just trapped by yourself in your, <laughs> in your beautiful thing, watching it all happen? Or would you rather be on the ground with people who are taking care of each other? you know someone who's who's genuinely concerned about you and wants to help you and wants to, like I would I would rather be I would rather be with the people myself so yeah I don't know I feel I don't know if we've wandered <laughs> off of off of some of where this is well, coming maybe, but like but it's maybe. just I don't know it's just to me it's like I I just in many ways with this conversation I just want to present as many sort of like, look, here are reasons not just to be hopeful, but like here are reasons why it's just a better, it's just a better position to take, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a better position to take. And again, I want to iterate because I do think that there, there hope is not without its own shadow, right? Like hope can be, as I was saying before, like it can be, a way and it can be a thing that people hide behind that that prevents them from actually taking action from actually you know looking at the problems or or do yeah like doing something that is is within their capacity to do something about right it's like oh well hopefully it will all change one day and it's like well What can you do, as Gandhi said, be the change that -hmm. you want to see in the world, right? It's not, it's not a, people can use it as a passive thing instead Mm -hmm. of an active thing, right? And so there's, there is that, that problem with it. But I think ultimately, and also I think that people who are like that, it's not even really what hope is now that I'm thinking about it. That's not even really hope. That's actually, that's actually fear right that's not you actually believe that that there's a positive outcome that's that's you shrinking away from everything too that's more actually a pessimistic thing whereas real hope is is this active thing real hope is is saying like look th- we can do something about this right and and who knows what the smallest action could result in right? The smallest action could, could become a huge thing and can turn this whole thing around, right? It's, there's, there's a, there's a real faith, I guess, like a a, a real genuine faith that comes with, with real hope.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. We talked about this word faith and, you know, some people like, you know they they don't like that word because they have too many connotations they've worked out with it but the thing is is like faith is such an important part of everything you, know, you got you, you know like believing in something isn't isn't it's is important to get to a point where you believe like you believe in yourself or whatever you believe you can do what you say you're going to do you believe in your dreams whatever that might be but the thing is, is there's a period of time for everybody where you don't believe and you don't have enough data to believe. And that's where faith really comes in. You know, that's where faith's like such an important element to it where it's like, look, like, I I don't know. Like, like, I don't know for sure, but like I have faith in myself to give it a shot that I could do it, that it might work, that it's possible, you know? And like, it's, it's kind of this whole thing of like, is it, is it possible? Is it probable? I think with belief, it's like, belief is like, it's, it's probable or it's definite or it's certain, you know, that's where belief lives, but faith lives in that it's possible, you know, faith lives in that kind of like, you know, and, and sometimes when you get your faith strong enough, it starts to form into a belief where you, you know, it starts to become, you know, it's it's not only possible; it's probable. And you know, we talked about this before the podcast. Is how many times do things have to work out for me in this incredible way, where I'll finally just believe that I'm like that I'm taken care of, that I'm looked after, that things are okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that like, uh, you know, there's a divinity in this life. You know, and and that, you know, there's a that that good things are coming out of it, and you know. People have all sorts of different outlooks on how they think the world works and what they think's going on here and whatever. But at the end of the day, if you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're probably right. So you might as well start betting on yourself and believing you can, you know, and you might as well start. If you want something, then you might as well believe that it's possible. And you know what I do you know, what I do is like, there's lots of stuff I struggle with, but what I do is I look out in the world and I go, okay, has someone ever done it before? Okay. They have. So it's possible. So fuck that argument that it's not possible for me. Cause if someone's done it, then it's possible. So if it's possible for them, it's possible for me. Now the possibility for them might've been higher than the possibility for me, but it's still possible. Okay. This isn't an impossibility and also Not that I do believe anything is impossible, but now I know it's even more possible because someone did it. Okay. What did they do and what was going on for them that I could recreate and, and redo and model and copy and, you know, whatever to make it more so that it's more possible for me and more probable for me. And then eventually you start creating some momentum and some belief in yourself. And then you start getting some positive feedback in the world because you, you know, you might've struggled and got a bit of negative here and there, but you go, okay, every time I get negative feedback, I'm going to learn and I'm going to adapt and I'm going to respond and I'm going to do better. And then you do that and then you go, okay. And then you start getting some positive feedback and go, Hey, this is working. Okay. Let's double down on that. This is working a little better. Let's triple down on that. Okay. You know, and, and this is how it works guys. Like, you know, people want to wake up one day with this silver bullet and just say, I just want to believe in myself. I just want to have faith. I just want to, you know, work at it, man. Like put some attention and care. Like it's a garden, like nurture it. And, you know, and and the thing is is good things happen and like everybody should be growing a garden in my opinion, as just a, a way of life, because if you grow a garden You have to learn some things. You have to learn how different plants respond. You have to learn that, you know, you might, you might grow a garden and then all the weeds grow and they just kill your whole garden and take it out. And you're like, Oh, what the hell? And you have to learn. Okay. Well, there's weeds in life. So I got to pull those weeds out because, you know, I'm letting weeds grow in my life. So let's get rid of those. Let's pull those out. Let's, let's tend to that. Then it's like, well, these plants are, you know, they're drooping because they're not getting enough water or, they're not flourishing because they're not getting enough sun or they're burning up. They're getting too much sun. So you start looking at things like yourself, you go, well, you know what? I'm getting too much of what seems like a good thing, or I'm not getting enough of what seems like a good thing. So how do I get more of it? Or how do I get less of that in my life? Right. And, and I think the thing is, is with hope, you know, to come, come back to this whole optimism thing is like, look, you're designed to grow. You're designed to flourish. You're you're definitely not here to die. You're definitely not here to wilt. It's not, there's no, there, like, if you believe that, then you're fucked, right? So like, look, if you want to, if you want to commit to that, by all means, go ahead. Like good fucking time you're going to have, but like, you know, in your heart and everybody knows in their heart, right? Like we're, we're here to grow. We're here to evolve. We're here to flourish. That's what we're here to do. So start, start looking at that. The fact that you're divinely designed to flourish here. You know, so no matter what happens, no matter what the world throws at you, you know, so if I face adversity, I go, how is this making me stronger or teaching me a necessary lesson that I need to learn so that I can be better. And that's simply how you look at it. You always take everything and it gets like brought through a filter and then it gets twisted. Always, always twisted to how does it serve me? How does this serve me? How does this serve me? How does this serve me? You should never have anything ever not serve you. This entire world is designed to serve you. You might go, Brandon, that's just your belief. Well, yeah, maybe it is. But but guess what? If you believe that this world is not designed to serve you, you're going to have a hell of a time here. And I really mean that word hell. You're going to have a hell of a time here. Because if you think that this world is here to destroy you, then you're going to be living like a coward, hiding away, fearful from everything in this world. If you believe that this world is here to build you up, teach you lessons, make you grow, whether physically, spiritually, mentally, character-wise, whatever that might be, then you're going to become a pretty fucking cool person, most likely. And if you look at everybody throughout the entire history of ever, they all did that. They all took adversity. They twisted it around and said, what am I going to do with it? How am I going to use it to make me better? How am I going to respond? You know, and I'm not like, just, just, it used to piss me off, Evan, so much when people would tell me their sob story, their poor me, oh, negative crybaby, whiny, currency getting, or attempting to get currency for their victim story. Not to say that some people have bad shit happen. Like, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. So caveat, but they hang on to these stories. Like my parents didn't do this for me. My, my family, these kids did this to me, but come on. Like, when are you going to get over it? At a certain point you have to go like, look, my bullies made me stronger. My bullies made me better. My bullies gave me compassion for somebody who's getting picked on. That's the gifts I got. Who cares about how it hurt me? That's done. It's over. You know, you want to go try bullying me now. Let's, you want to see what happens? Let's see what happens. Try bullying me. I'll fucking walk on you. You know what I mean? Because I see right through that shit. Because I know people that attack other people are fucking cowards. So come and attack me. You know what I'm saying? And you get this mentality of fucking fight and fury and fucking fire that's good, you know? And the thing is, is like, that's positivity and optimism and hope, you know? And and it's like bullies and shit. Yeah. Like they scare me sometimes, you know, people can come at you and sometimes it's a little scary and I'm not always going to know what to do. The thing is, is I believe in myself to be able to respond. I believe that if you come at me and even if I don't know what to do, and even if you do manage to fucking hurt me, that I'll come back stronger and you won't be able to hurt me the next time. But you're going to get, you know, if you're, if you're intent on stabbing me, you're going to get your blade in there somewhere. You keep at it and I keep you around or, if I put myself out there and I make myself vulnerable and you get me when I'm not looking like a sucker, like you sucker punch me or something like that, you could get me, but you know what? If you do that, then I'm going to be watching out the next time and I'm going to be better and I'm going to be smarter. And I'm going to be more aware. And you know what? I'm going to look out for people like you who sucker punched, right? Who, who, who snuck in there and tried to do the sneaky thing and I'll be better and I'll be smarter and I'll be wiser. And everybody should look at life like this and be like, you know what? What? Maybe I can't do it today, but I'm going to go through some adversity between now and then, and I'll be able to do it then, when I get to then, after I face the adversity and learn the lessons I have to learn. I feel like I'm being a little bit preachy, but these are the things that I would tell myself at a young age. I'd say, Brandon, don't fucking worry, man. All of these things are making you better and stronger and smarter and wiser. It's all a fucking gift, man. So I know it hurts today. Don't worry about it. You're going to be fucking so far ahead On the other side of that, because of all these life experiences you had, just don't let them get you down. Don't let them beat you down. Just keep on. Put your head up like I did, like my dad said at that game. Put your head up. Tell everyone else to get their head up. And you go beat the best fucking team. When it matters in the fucking playoffs, when you only get one chance, and boom, you're fucking kicked out. Who cares you have the winning record for the whole fucking season up till then? Who gives a shit? You're done. It's over. It doesn't matter. You're 100%. Now you're not. And guess what? We might have been fucking 0%, but now we got 1%. And that 1% is more important than your 99%. And that's a fucking champion. And the sooner that people get this fucking through their fucking soul, the sooner you fucking become a champion of your life. Nothing is ever going to beat you down ever again. Because you look at it, someone throws some shit at you, you go, great, I'm fucking better. You know? yeah, it hurts. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, it sucks. But that's the thing, right? And I feel like, uh, sorry, I'm going Mm -hmm. on and on. This is the (laughs) last thing I'm going to say. I feel like having that hope, having that optimism, it is hard because it means that you don't get to tell sob stories about the adversity you faced. Instead, you have to talk about how the adversity you faced made you better. And you might actually have to thank it, which a lot of people don't want to do. But at the end of the day, who gives a shit do the thing that's going to serve you, do the thing that's going to make you and your family and your friends and your loved ones and the people around you and your social circle and community and whatever, however far you want to go, that's going to make you and everyone else better. You know, you're not coming out of this life unscathed. So, (laughs) you know, you might as well just fucking put on your fucking armor and go out there in the world and be like, look, I'm just going to be better. That's just what I'm going to do. Hey
0: everybody, this is Evan, and this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes, I recently released a book called The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft. Expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way, and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's the actor's awakening, connecting spirituality to craft. Available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. Yeah, uh, you should hope to come out with a little with a few marks on you. Mm-hmm. You know, like you should hope for that. Yeah, you should come hope for with that. A few marks. Yes, there's yeah, uh, your
1: life will be more interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to go back to a few things to sure. sure. touch on. Like maybe some of them are just sort of semantics, but. It's interesting because like, I, I, I see sort of like, like the, a flip view on belief and faith. I actually think that belief is actually, (laughs) is actually a pre-step to faith, you know, like to me, faith Uh, is like a thing of like, like belief is just like, Oh, like I really want this to be, I really want this to be the case but I'm not convinced yet. Like there's, there's still a little bit of fear there. Whereas faith, another word we can use for that is also trust. And mm. we actually have a law of trust as part of our artist laws, which we haven't talked about in a long time, but anyhow, yeah. there's faith and trust. It's like, there's this thing of like, no, I just, I, I trust in this thing. And and that comes from, that comes from a deep, deep knowing, you know, that it's just like, look, I don't know how everything exactly is going to unfold only that it's going to work out. Right. And that's powerful. Like that's a, that's a powerful place to be in. That's a, that's a position of strength in your life. Right. So to me, that's sort of like a, like a, my different, my, how
1: I think, and maybe it's just a linguistical thing of belief and faith, but it also made me. Can I just add something to that? Uh, just real quick and I promise I'll be quick. I do agree with you, actually. As I was saying that, I was like, I don't know. Do I, do I agree? Well, I think it kind of works. I think both are true at the same time in a way. I think, I think two things can be true at the same time. I think sometimes belief can come before faith and sometimes faith for belief. But ultimately, if you play on a team, for example, in sports, eventually you have to have faith. Because if you constantly just think that you're teammate is going to make a mistake and you have to cover up for them, then you'll never put yourself in the position to move forward and, and to risk and to have some success. You have to have faith and trust that they'll do their job. And sometimes they, they'll they make a mistake in a vulnerable place and they won't do their job. And you have to be like, okay, I can be almost certain, if not certain, that they will succeed at their job they have to do, which allows me to let them do their job and trust them. So I can be over here and and do my part over here. And the problem is, is, you know, a team that doesn't trust each other just doesn't really succeed, but a team that trusts each other and not only trusts each other, but they actually live up to the trust. They're accountable to the trust. Mm -hmm. They're much, much better team. You can look at this across all sports and you will see that this is a true adage, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I do think faith and trust are ultimately the highest forms which are higher than belief Um, because it's not just like, you know, I see the potential in you. It's like, no, I like, I, I know it's going to work out. We're going to figure this out. Like, I just know, I don't know how, but I know beyond what I know that is. Yeah.
0: And and I think that that's one of the things about faith and trust as well, is that there's a kind of openness to faith and trust, you know, like it's really a responsive type of a thing as opposed to like belief can sometimes be a very rigid, you mm-hmm. know, and sometimes a damaging kind of a thing. If you've got like really bad beliefs, <laughs> well, right. Yeah, so that's true. yeah, whereas faith and trust is about like it, there, there's a receptiveness to it. There's an openness to what comes. Right. Um, but yeah. And, and so in terms of a few other things that you said, cause you said a lot of great stuff uh, before there and, you're also talking about how, you know, you can see what's possible for other people, right? And why isn't that possible for me? And also I'd like to expand that to not just what's possible for me, but like also like what's possible for us as the collective as well. Like just uh, of like that there's possibility beyond just the individual, but, but for all of us, the possibility of all of us as human beings coming together is is a massive thing to be aware of as well, but just, there was something that you said there about, you know, well, that person did it. I can do it too. And, and there's like, I, I think that that's, that's a really valuable thing to, to recognize. I just want to like, I just want to maybe, add a little bit of extra nuance to that whole thing where it's like, okay, so you know, it's possible, but understand also that your possibility is also looks, it looks a bit different as well. It doesn't mean that like that sort of thing in a very general way is, is yeah, you can in a very general way say it's like, okay, that's possible. Right. But your, your path, what, what that all looks like for you is, is so different right because that person had to do the thing that they did you know that person who won who won their you know golden globe or whatever they they did that through a certain way right by working with these people and they got this performance and you're never you're not going to get to ever have that performance Mm -hmm. that's been done right yours is going to be different and 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 I think it's so important for us to honor that because I think sometimes like if we get too caught up in trying to, in trying to live in the image of another person, we do ourselves a disservice. And I think that we, we kind of cut ourselves off at the knees because we don't, we're not honoring our own personhood. We're not honoring our own gifts as fully when we're kind of always got like an eye on Oh look at what this person did, right? It's like just take it as that very general it's possible. Right? It's possible. There's this kind of there's a sort of space that's possible for for someone to to be in. But yours is going to look a little bit different. Right? When you when you pursue it, yours is going to manifest in in a different kind of way and it can get very disparaging, I think if we're if if we get too hung up on someone else's story and trying to make that our own story. And instead pay attention to how your story is unfolding, right? Because yours is happening in a specific, unique way to you. And it's mm-hmm. coming with all of these lessons and growth that's for you. Not for somebody else. That's for you. All of these things that the, the experiences that you have along the way, the the challenges and the trials and the tribulations. Like those, those are all like tailor-made for you and the person that you are and the things that you overcome. And maybe one day someone will look at you and be like, whoa, it's possible. Look at what that person did. And it's, and it's, it happened because you allowed your, your own life story to play out. Right. And, and yeah, it, it can, you know, part of that whole, that whole faith thing and and some of what you were saying, Brandon. It's it can be very. How do I put this? I may have lost it. Did I lose it, Brandon? It'll come back <laughs> in a second. All right. Like really, really, what I'm, what I'm getting at. What do you really want? At? Everyone's just waiting. It's just like, come on, Evan, get your shit together. <laughs> um, it's like right on the tip. Ah. Uh, well, Brandon,
1: do you got something, something well, I yeah Maybe yeah, I it'll come back for me. Okay, well, just think about it. I'm sure it'll come back shortly. You know, so we're talking about this kind of outlook that we have. And I think the thing is, is that you got you to gotta see yourself doing the things that you want to do in this life, like living the life that you want to live. And the world is gonna throw all sorts of things at you to tell you like, no, you're not. No, that's not gonna happen. You're not gonna live that life that you think you wanna live. And keep in mind that whatever vision you have in your mind is very immature and very elementary in the beginning stages of any real vision because you don't know as much as you need to know yet. And so when you create a vision, create a vision with this kind of like childlike wonder, you know, and, and I, I really believe that, you know, the world needs visionaries because visionaries are truly the ones who, who bring the the, the best stuff to this life. And so like, when you begin to use your vision, which is your imagination and your projections and your, your, you know, uh, you could call it like your manifestations, you know, whatever you want to do here with this, but just look at them as very like childish or childlike and they're just kind of like, yeah, you know, this would be super cool. I'd really love to do this. Like, for example, maybe you picture yourself as like the lead actor on this big movie and you're, you know, and you're, you're doing this great character and great scenes with like awesome people. And that's what you imagine, right? It's a wonderful vision. And by all means fucking like, like step into it, embrace it, feel what it would be like, really feel what it would be like to the best of your ability but also understand at the same time that you're like a little kid playing house. Like, remember when little kids played house, or cops and robbers, or something, yeah. and they imagine it, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm the mommy, you're the daddy, da 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 da, whatever." And it's like, that's what you think it's like to live in a house as mommy and daddy and blah blah blah. That's that's this very childlike point of view. But here's the thing: you're gonna get on set as the lead performer it's going to be like we're running out of time we got one sh- we got one chance to get this shot done we need to do it now you're not emotionally prepped your wardrobe's fucked something just happened the other scene partner isn't there hasn't arrived and you're going to have to read with this reader because it's a close up of you and it's not even the person you're acting with and they're going to be reading off the uh, sides because blah, blah 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 something happened and that's the reality of it but in your dream world you were there with Meryl Streep and you were having this great moment and this great scene. But in reality, Meryl Streep didn't show up because something happened and it just, whatever. And for whatever reason, it's like, look, it's just a little scene. Let's film it. But that's the reality. And the thing is, is your immature version of it, you know, you get there sometimes to these moments in your life where you're living your dream in your vision and you're like, I imagine this and it's not what I thought it was. And that can be very disappointing. It can actually be, it can actually not feel good at all. You can literally be walking into your vision, living your dream and being like, this isn't what I wanted. This isn't what it was supposed to be. And so, you know, as you go down your journey and you like, look for hope and you look for optimism, you look for these wonderful things you're bringing in. Sometimes you're going to find that what was in your mind was better than what it is in reality. And I think it's important to remember that you, you got wherever it was you thought you would get, but maybe what you thought doesn't exist in reality. And maybe it does, but maybe that's even very rare for even people who are getting to live the dream that you think you want to live. And Mm. so, you know, that can be discouraging to people. They go, well, what's the point? You know, I blah, blah, blah. Look, the, the idea here is not so much to talk yourself out of doing the things you want. It's just that you begin to see that the visions and dreams you have when you're a kid, they're so magical. But as you become older, you start to begin to realize that sometimes these things are not like, they're not so mysterious anymore. Mm -hmm. And that can be like, they lose a little bit of their luster, right? In that. And so like, it's like, look, there's people out there, for example, let me give another example. Maybe it's a little more relatable. People are out there and they go, oh man, I can't wait until I meet that perfect person to be my girlfriend, boyfriend, or partner, or wife, husband, whatever. And they're just thinking, I just can't wait. And then we're going to have this great marriage and honeymoon and we're going to be doing this, right? And then there's going to be a day where you're with that person and you just fucking, you're so mad at them because they did something that really pissed you off. And you're not thinking about that right now. But that's a reality, right? That's a part of the vision. That's a part of the dream. So, don't think that just because you're dreaming of yourself acting cross from Meryl Streep on some film that it's all going to be sunshine and rainbows. There's going to be thorns. There's going to be moments that are real painful and hard and difficult, and they're not what you thought they would be. And and you're going to need to go. Well, this is a part of the vision too. And this, mm. I just I wasn't thinking about it, but this is a part of it. And so when you're on your way and you're off to an audition, for example, if you're an actor and you're auditioning for some stupid commercial or some bit part of like nurse three or some shit. And it's like, go, well, this is the dream. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what? This is the fucking, this is a step in the reality of the dream and just take that step wholeheartedly, enjoy the shit out of it. And then you'll move on to your next step and it's fine. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Cause
0: you kind of, came around to the thing that i was that was eluding me <laughs> okay cool cool there which is is like yeah like sometimes these things happen and yeah you know, as as part of that story that is yours and they weren't things that you you thought would be part of your story right because you imagined it and as you said like yeah sometimes that imagining it, it gets it's it's there to get us going in the direction but it's It's, it's all just an idea. It's all just theoretical, you know, it's, it's a, it's a theory of how it's going to play out in your mind. And then there's the reality of it, which is always different. And to be able to take those things that are different about your thing and, and to receive them wholeheartedly, right. And, and, and really accept them and, and be fascinated and, and full of wonder about them you know and that that whole yeah like that theoretical side of things it's it's interesting because that that in many ways is so much a part of art because it's like there's this idea that you have about this story or this song or this painting or whatever it is and it's an idea until you really engage with it and you and you start doing it and it's full of all of these surprises you know like these things that come with it because that's part of that's part of the joy of of creativity is that it's a little bit out of control it's a little bit there's there's things that are going to happen that you just don't know and the thing is that you want that yeah you want you know, it. because if you just controlled everything it like every every step of of every part of that process then what it's really kind of uninteresting you know like it's like if there was no resistance if there's no challenges if you were to control how everyone was going to respond to every little part of it like this that's you know godlike powers essentially it's like it's actually you don't want that you actually don't really want that and you know i know we're, we're kind of getting getting to the to the witching hour of of this this podcast but it's like you know that 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 whole theoretical real side of of things is doesn't just exist within within the art space, like it exists within science as well. Like I, I don't think I'm going to give anything really too much away from this, but you know, I went and saw, uh, Oppenheimer like a, a couple of weeks ago. And this is part of the, they kind of use these clips as part of the trailers. So I'm not really giving anything away here, but you know, a big part of the, th- you know, some of thematically about that movie is this whole thing of what's theoretical and, and, and what's real. And for in in this true story like they you had all of these people who are the the most advanced scientists physicists of the time who said who, who thought that there was a possibility that when they blew this first nuclear bomb that they could they could accidentally set a chain reaction in the atmosphere and destroy the entire world. The, the atmosphere could blow up and wipe everybody out. Now they had done like, they like, you know, their math and their things. And they're like, we think that most likely this is not going to happen. Like, like almost zero chance this will happen. And they're like, what do you mean? There's almost zero chance that this is going to happen. And they're like, what do you want? Like, this is, it's theoretical. You know, like that was the whole thing is like, this is theoretical. We don't actually fucking know what's going to happen, you know, and, and it's, there are, are branches of, of what, of, you know, sort of human endeavor, I guess, in no matter what area you're looking at, where we kind of play this thing of advanced theory, you know, in all kinds of things where it's like you, you commit yourself to any art form, you're learning advanced theory about certain things but there's always always an element a huge element of but who knows how it's going to come out I have no idea how this there there's like which is pretty wild when you think about it you know it's like as an actor I might have all kinds of thoughts and ideas about this character that I'm playing but ultimately I actually don't have any idea about how this thing's gonna play out when when it comes to performance. You know, like, it's, it's, I'm coming in with some ideas, but, like, those things could completely change, and this could, could happen on this night. I might have this discovery halfway through the run of this play that completely changes so much of this thing, and then the director's got some things that they want to make sure get incorporated in the story that are, impact my, like, there is just, I'm coming in, and, like, with all of these things, but, there's, so there's, it's not like I'm unequipped, but at the same time, I also have no idea what's going to happen. Like, it, and it's a really wild space to occupy, but I think that that's just, that's just the creative, that's just the creative
1: space. Yeah. You know, okay. So I know we're wrapping it up here. I'll say one other thing that's can kind of hang in for me. I think when you, when you look at like, uh, when you look at like your dream and your vision and your, you know, and, and your, what do you want to manifest, whatever you want to call, um, I think there's a certain amount of kind of like faith and hope, like, you know what, like I'm going out to go do this thing and I I hope it works out. You know, I want it. and you have like a little bit of, you have some faith, you know, you're building on some faith with the, with yourself to go try, um, something that I kind of worked through in recent years, I would say was like just my faith in humanity, you know? And I, I found myself at a certain point getting a little pessimistic, you know, about people and just being like, ah, you know, like everybody's out for themselves and, you know, and like there's, there's, you know, you always got to like, you can't trust anybody, you know, those types of things. Right. And people say those things and do those things. Right. And, you know, I walked around with those types of ideas for a while and I was like, you know, this is not working for me. (laughs) This is not great. Um, This is making me like avoid people. This is making me kind of hide away. This is making me really not live the life I wanted to live. And previous to that, I feel like I was pretty hopeful, pretty optimistic and put a lot of faith in people. But then I got burned. And so I think that's why I kind of opted for this other view for a little while. And now I've come back around and I've realized, you know what, I do have faith in people. I'm just wiser now. And, you know, if somebody doesn't keep their word or they say, hey, like, you know, um, they say, trust me. And then they just showed up five minutes late to our meeting. I'll be like, well, they want me to trust them. And yet they can't even keep their time. Right. And like people go, what's the big deal? Listen, I've learned in my life that you break your word somewhere. Chances are you'll break your word elsewhere. So I look for those things now. Does it mean that I think you're a bad person? No, I just think it means you're... Bit mindless. I think it's. the thing you're a bit careless, and that means that later, when a big decision comes on on the table, that you might be a little mindless and you might be a little careless. And I'm going to pay attention to that about you. So, you know what I what I look at now is I just pay attention to people's behavior more than I pay attention to their words. But I don't look at everybody like, oh, everybody's just an asshole is out for themselves, which is something that kind of started to get incorporated for a while. And I have more hope in humanity. And I also look at like, you know what if people knew how important it would be to like make a meeting on time, they'd probably make it on time, but maybe they looked at this meeting a little bit casual. And so like, I'll give them that I'll, re- I'll I can respect that. I've been late for a meeting that I didn't take too seriously or hang out with a friend or something. And I just say, yeah, yeah, I'll show up. Like they're not going to care. It's not that big of a deal. It's more casual. So it's like, It's not like it's a death sentence that someone shows up a little bit late or they they don't do something they'd say they do. I get it, right? But these are the things like there's childhood optimism and childhood hope, which is just ignorant. It's just like, Yay, the world can be amazing, you know, like and like little kids, like they're so fucking cool that way. They're just like, Let's just fucking do it. Let's try. And then as adults, we get all jaded. Yeah, it's not cheated it and stuff. Not all of us, but we do, some of us. And then uh, but I think it takes a lot for us to you, you got some knocks, you had some people betrayed you, stole from you, cheated, let you down, whatever. And it takes more character to find your way back to faith and humanity. And at the end of the day, man, people in general, I agree, are mostly pretty fucking good. They want to be good. Most people want to be good. Maybe not everybody to the same degree, but for the most people part, people don't really want to be bad and they don't want to be seen as bad. There are those rotten apples out there, probably one in 10, who really don't care and have literally no concept or care about if anyone sees them as bad or whatever, other than what they'll get or lose out of it. That's all they care about. But I think for the most part, most people, when they see something wrong They're going to say, yeah, that's wrong. And when they see something right, they're going to say, yeah, that's good. And if they get pushed hard enough, you're going to see their character come out. And some people, it takes quite a bit of pushing before they step up. And some people, it only takes a little. And I think the thing is, is what I've started to learn is just that, look, everybody's at their own stage in this game. But at the end of the day, most of us are pretty good fucking hearted at the end of the day. And if I can encourage people to bring the best out of themselves, and they like doing that. Chances are they will do it and they'll want to do it. And if they want to do it together with me as a team, we can do some pretty fucking cool things. And that's just how I see it. But, you know, maybe somebody just, you know, maybe they're a really good person, but they've never been encouraged their whole life. So maybe what they need is instead of me judging them and going, well, they're kind of a shitty person is I go, you know what? That person's good in their heart. They just need a little encouragement. Let me encourage them. Mm Mm-hmm. Can I say one other thing, Evan? Yeah, yeah. So I was teaching my class this morning and one of my students, um, we were we were sharing some stories about like our successes and just our life and, and where we're going and whatever. And I've had a few recently, but one of my students pointed out, because there was a story, I'm trying to say this in the briefest way. When I was in high school, there was this moment where um, me and a few guys that I was hanging out with, And I think one girl or two girls, we were all kind of ending the day at school, but we were all, no one was really there. We were, we were hanging out or something. And then as we were leaving the girl, um, I just remember she hugged my other friends and then I asked her for a hug and she kind of gave it to me reluctantly. And I remember thinking like, man, that really hurt because like she wanted to hug them, but she didn't want to hug me. And I remember like, that was a real definitive moment in my life. And my client knew about this, right? So they were bringing this story up. Basically, after that, I went off and I said, you know what? I want to be the person that people want to hug. I don't ever want to have to ask for a hug again. I want people to want to hug me. I want people to, you know, to to to, I want to be the desirable one. So I went out. I did that. I achieved that. I got more hugs than I could even dream of. (laughs) But I said, you know, we were talking about it. And something that we kind of realized is that I don't look to get the hug anymore. Now, actually, I've, I've even transcended that. Now I look to the person who could use a hug and I give them a hug because I remember what it was like to not get a hug. Now that's transcendence because at first I wasn't getting the hug and I didn't feel valued. Second, I feel so valued. Everybody wants to hug me. Third transcendence. I know I'm valuable. That person I can see doesn't feel valuable. Let me make sure they know they're valuable. Mm -hmm. And this is the evolution, right? So the thing is, is that you might go out to do something to get something for yourself. But ultimately, as we get abundance, as we get the things we want, we become givers of our abundance because you get so much abundance that you don't have and you can't do enough with it all. So you start giving it out. So if you're in a place of lack and you're listening to this podcast episode, um, even if you feel like, man, like no one cares about me, no one notices me, like, you know, whatever. Your first stage might be like, I just want to get noticed. I just want to be important. I just want to matter. One day, if you keep on your track, you will matter. You will be important. You'll get all that recognition, that acknowledgement. But you get so much of it that you begin to have the opportunity to actually share it. So when you vision... And you think of hope and you think of optimism, imagine yourself in the place where you have so much of something that you want to give it away, as opposed to you're so just trying to get it. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is a mind shift because when you function from scarcity, you tend to get scarcity. But when you function from abundance, you tend to get more than what you could even take. Yeah. So, I, you know, like yeah. hope to me is seeing abundance in the world, not scarcity.
0: For sure. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's an expansive view as opposed to, uh, uh, what's the word? The opposite of expansive. It's like yeah. uh retractive, I guess, or I, yeah, don't I guess know, so uh, retractive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or reclusive. I don't know something like that, you know, but there's,
1: well, and it's not submitting, it's not submitting to I'm not valuable. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I think the pessimist submits, submits to it. Nobody cares. Everybody's just out for themselves. Everybody's just using me. They'd like me if I drove a nice car or did this thing, then they'd hug me. You know, you can make that kind of story up or you could look at it and you could start to, you know, you could start to look at it as like differently. Right. But that's a victim story. If you tell yourself how bad people are, it's like,
0: yeah. And it's, it's also, you know, if you go through your life with this attitude of, of, expecting the worst of people yeah. you're going to behave in a way that elicits the worst in people right yes. you're, you're going to be one of those people going around with like a chip on their shoulder you know talking in a certain kind of a way with people and it's just and and you actually create that response where people are like what the fuck is wrong with this person why is this person mm. such an asshole and now you've got that person in this in suddenly in this weird state where you're not you're not getting the best out of of that person and you know something in what you're saying too is kind of just like a a small little note but I remember learning about you know when you are addressing somebody who is behaving in a way that isn't good for lack of a better way of putting it but is not don't mistake the action with the person Mm mm-hmm right? Which is address the action, address the behavior, but don't make that the person, right? where So it's like, it's always addressing, it's like, hey, look, this thing that you're doing, this action that that you took was hurtful, it was harmful, um, da 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 But it's not, you are a bad person, right? It's the action. And there's, because there's a, the i guess there the wisdom in there is that you always want to maintain within another human being that it's like that there's a good person in there i understand that in there deep down there's a person who wants to do good who wants to do right by people who wants to you know be a loving giving kind caring respected part of the community right but maybe their actions are just not in alignment with that. And so by addressing the action, you say, it's like, Hey, look, these are actions that are taking you away from the thing that you want to be genuinely and truly, whether you're conscious of that or not, Mm -hmm. you know, there is this person in there and that sort of, again, that attitude, that stance, that's a hopeful one, right? That's, that's a, that's a hopeful, faithful in viewpoint of the world of like, Hey, Hey, there's there's good in there. Deep down, the truest part of you is good. But again, not ignorant and not blind to destructive things that are happening, mm-hmm. right? I think that that's, that, that's um, just to kind of reiterate that point. So, Brandon, let's,
1: yeah, let's we've close gone, this one out. We've gone a while on this one. I, I'm surprised how easily that happened. Yeah. So... Um, do you, you got a beer? You want to yeah, share? Yeah, I do. I do, okay, yeah. So
0: the beer that you <laughs> you mentioned <laughs> off the top when I had a sip of it uh, is from Parallel 49 and also it's a brew hall. It's like a collab between Parallel 49 and brew hall in Vancouver. And this is called the Cherrio. The Cherrio, a cherry cola sour. Hmm. A cherry cola sour. and. You know what? It's 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 different. It's definitely different, <laughs> but I like it. Like it's not something I'm not picking up a case of this. Like definitely not. But that's I would drink one of these again. You know, like it's it's been enjoyable enough, and and you know, there's almost like it's it's hard to describe. You can definitely taste the cherry in there, but there's also. I don't know, like there's also this kind of spiciness quality. I guess that would be the cola element of it, but there's there's a spicy kind of element to it, but it's I don't, I don't know. It's pretty good. It's better than I, I was I had genuine fears with this one that it was just gonna be undrinkable, but it has been it, it it's
1: I've I've been enjoying it, so yeah. Hats off. Well, that's one of the fun things about these uh, craft beers. You you get to try some interesting stuff. So I don't remember if you you had this once, or I don't even know if we ever had it, but the can is hilarious and awesome. This one's from uh, Foamer's Folly, and it's called Here Comes the Haze Pale Ale. (laughs) And it's got like the Beatles almost, kind of like walking across uh, the sidewalk. With like... Barley and yeast and yeah, it's like the butter. Abbey Road, the Abbey yeah, like Road, Abbey Road. Uh,
0: cover. That's hilarious.
1: Yeah, and it has a little, it has a little uh, thing on it. it. Says, "Here comes the haze, doo doo do, doo doo, uh, little darling. This hazy pale ale is bursting with bright and juicy hops. It has a mellow malt profile and allows hoppy flavors of stone fruit, passion fruit, and citrus to shine." Um, I was very optimistic and hopeful in this beer. I, I didn't really have any fear (laughs) coming into it. I was like, this is probably going to be pretty good. And it has been pretty good. I will say I like it. Um, so, you know, cool can, cool beer. It's been a good one for the podcast. And, uh, yeah, man, well, I'm going to wrap up first and I'll pass it on to you. All right. All right. So, yeah, I mean we talked about a lot of stuff and this has been one of those podcasts where I feel like we're we're talking about the thing we're talking about, but we're kind of all over the map as we're, we're kind of trying to reel it in. So for me, it's a little bit difficult to kind of almost even narrow it down to like, yeah, this is what it is. But I guess if I was going to say anything, it was just like, look to, it's in your benefit to look to the possibility of good, to look to the possibility of things working out, to look to the possibility of winning, even if it seems like you have like just the tiny chance of doing it, it's just better for you to focus on that. than you know, like than gambling and saying, well, look, I better play the odds. I'm probably going to lose. Like, look, if you're probably going to win, then it's probably not going to be that great of a victory because you knew you would win. It was like, yeah, I was probably going to win anyway. So I won. So great. The best win I ever had in soccer was against the team that we never should have beat the team that was undefeated, the team that they make movies about us beating, you know what I mean? Like we didn't stand a chance. I don't even know. Like almost like it's like, how did we win? You know what I mean? And that will be one of the most memorable moments of my entire life. Unforgettable. So the point is, is that you got to go into life, no matter what your odds are still focusing on the chance that like, yeah, I'm going to, there's a chance we're going to win. And I'm going to hang on to that chance. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with that chance. Because if you do, sometimes you actually fucking win. And when you do, it means so fucking much because it's so important. You know, if I told you that, listen, you're going to win the lottery and it's going to be millions upon millions of dollars. Are you going to like, like you, you're like, play, you're going to play a bunch of times, you're going to play hundreds of times. Do you care about the hundreds of times you lost and you were most likely going to lose? If you win that one time, that's all it takes, right? So like, if you're looking into the future, and yeah, we are in crazy times. Things are fucking weird. I will say that with anybody. But look, I'm here to win, man. (laughs) I'm not on this fucking human team to lose. I'm not here to fucking, I'm not here to fucking wilt. And I hope you're not either. So let's focus on fucking thriving and growing and expanding and 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 let's fucking, you know, whatever it is, open your wings and fly, whatever metaphor you want to use. Let's focus on the fact that we're here to do something and and we're going to, by fucking God willing, we're going to do it. You know what I mean? And focus on the fact that you're going to go do the thing you want to do. And look, if life doesn't give you that and it knocks you down and you get some disappointments, just look at it as a step on the journey towards wherever it is you're going. And just ask yourself, did I die? I didn't, I'm still here, well, let's go again. And you know what? If you ever get sick of something and you've been pursuing something and you've been going after it and you realize you just don't care at a certain point and you wanna change your direction and focus on something else, that's perfectly fine. It doesn't mean that you lost to that thing. It means you, you walk that trail far enough to find out that that's not where you wanna go. And you found another trail to walk and you decided to redirect yourself over there. So by all means, go walk over there. doesn't mean that you gave up because you might've picked something when you were younger and said, Hey, this is what I want to do in life. And then you realized at some point, this isn't what I want to do in life. And you went off and did it some other way. That's fine. So, you know, at the end of the day though, you're in it to win it, you know? So like you might as well be in it to win it. So focus as a winner, as a champion, And no matter what the odds are against you, always put your mind on the fact that you're going to win. You're going to find a way through. No matter what goes wrong, you're still in it. And if you're still in it, you still have a chance. And that's all that matters. So focus on your chance. Don't focus on the 99 things that went wrong there. Focus on the one way that it's going to go right and it'll change the entire game for you.
0: We titled this one, through the lens of hope and I hope (laughs) that we've provided a lot of good reasons as to why that's the lens you want to look through the lens of hope offers possibilities and creativity and we need more of that you know we don't need just pessimism doom and gloom you know just just permeating the air all the time i think that we've had enough of that and don't be deceived by the seeming intelligent of intelligence of the pessimists or the pessimists who are trying to pass themselves off as realists right because to me a realist is full of hope a realist understands challenges but is not but has hope why because there's good reasons there's there's this incredible humanity and and history of humanity that has risen to the occasion over and over and over and over and over again and that should give us a lot of faith that we can we will continue to do so. Right. And the last thing I I, I'll leave is is, is a quote for this one, which I said uh, to you, I've said many times, I've probably said it on the podcast at some point, but uh, from one of my favorite authors, speakers, Dan Millman, who said in his terrific book, the laws of spirit, that People rarely fail at anything, but they do stop trying. And I mean, and this is an incredibly hopeful statement to me. You know, it's that this thing of there's we can we can really achieve anything. We can really do anything. The only thing that stops us is that is if we stop trying. Which is the pessimist. The pessimist is stop trying right whereas the optimist the the hopeful person is looking for is looking for the best is looking for solutions is looking outside of the box is is and is active again hope real genuine hope is an active thing it's not a passive thing it's it's engaged and it has faith and it and it continually is inspiring us towards finding the light in every situation thank you for listening in on our conversation today we hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you Head over to our website wayoftheartist.com for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate,
1: creative conversation going.